Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 262. We're looking at Acts chapter 13, verses 44 through 52. Let's read our passage. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. Paul and Barnabas boldly replied, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord, and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, But the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Well, Paul and Barnabas traveled to Pisidian Antioch. And there was a sizable Jewish community there. They went to the synagogue and were invited to uh, give a word of encouragement to the people. So that's an invitation to share the gospel. And they did. Paul went through a recitation of the history of Israel and took it to the point of King David, then introduced Jesus as a descendant of King David and the long-awaited Messiah. And it was only through Jesus Christ that one could experience the forgiveness of sin and adoption by God. The people were intrigued. Many wanted to hear more. Many hung out afterwards to hear more from Paul and Barnabas. Many believed. Uh, Everyone was so intrigued that they invited them to come back the following Sabbath. And that's where we pick it up today in verse 44. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. Now, the town is primarily Gentile. Well, there is a sizable Jewish community there. They're by no means the majority. Someone says the whole town. That means more than just the Jews and the Gentile believers, the God-fearers. It means a lot of plain old pagan Gentiles showed up too. And perhaps what happened is that the God-fearers, the Gentile believers in God, but who had not converted fully to Judaism, who worshipped, and believed in the Lord, they were now being told that they had a full seat at the table, so to speak, with God, not sitting in the, the cheap seats like they, they did as Gentile believers. And perhaps they've gone and told all their Gentile friends, hey, come and hear this amazing message about the God of the Jews who loves everyone. So the whole town implies there's a lot of plain old Gentiles there now, too. Verse 45, but when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy, began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. So sometimes it refers to the Jews as just referring to the Jewish leaders. But I think here it's referring to the full-blooded Jews. It's not just the Jewish leaders, but a lot of the, of the Jews of the congregation of the synagogue. They saw the crowds because the crowds are not just a lot of Jews, so it's not a matter of the the Jewish leaders being jealous of somebody else getting attention, 
much as the Sanhedrin was with Jesus, but this is the Jews themselves seeing all these Gentiles there, thinking that they have a, a place with God, thinking that God cares about Gentiles. Well, that's just flat wrong. So when the, the Jews see the crowds of Gentiles, they're filled with jealousy. Now the point of jealousy here is they're okay with the idea that Jesus is the Messiah who's come for the Jews, but Jesus the Messiah coming for Gentiles too? I, I don't think so. Not that. So they began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. If you can't take care of the message, you got to insult the message bearer. So they're who knows what they're in, uh, saying about Paul, but uh, they're, they're disagreeing with him sharply. But verse 46, Paul and Barnabas boldly replied. So when the, you see the terms boldly replied, a bold witness, anything like that, usually in the context, it's a, some kind of statement inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's certainly probably what's going on here is Paul and Barnabas are being led by the Holy Spirit to respond to this criticism of the gospel. They say, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. This is part of the, the witness of the Bible is that God has come to the Jewish people. God called the Jewish people together and established a covenant with them. And part of God's purpose all through this was that the Jews would be a light to the world, to take the message of God to the world. It wasn't just them alone, because they were special. So the word of God needed to be brought to the Jews first. Then he says, since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we're turning to the Gentiles. That's, that's strong language. <laughs> you guys don't want to be saved? Okay, Gentiles do. You reject the gospel, judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Okay, we're talking to the Gentiles. Then verse 47, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. And he quotes from Isaiah 49 verse 6 here. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And this is the message of the Old Testament. The, the Jews were special, yes, but they were intended to take the message of God to the world. They were meant to be a light to the world to show the rest of the world who God is and how to know God, invite the rest of the world to know God. There's always these prophecies throughout the Old Testament, someday everyone in the world will know God. And so the, the Jews were called to be a light. Verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord. And all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. So when the Gentiles hear that God cares about them. God has a message for them too. It says they rejoiced, honored the word of the Lord. And then this, this phrase, all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. Now this is this, uh, well, this tension, this, this duality of belief. Is faith something that God grants or is faith something that we exercise? Well, the answer is yes. There is a divine element of this, of those who are appointed to believe are the ones who believe. But you still have to believe. So there's a human element to it too. And if it seems a little hard, well, that's okay. You're talking about the nature of salvation. We're talking about the purposes of a God. If they're a little hard to understand, well, I'm okay with that because you're talking God things here. But the, the Bible clearly teaches that we can't believe unless God grants us the ability to believe. But yet, we have to 
actually believe. So there's a human element to this and a divine element to this. So verse 49, the word of the Lord spread through the whole region. Exciting things. Gentiles are coming to faith and the word is spreading. Verse 50, but the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. Notice he mentioned specifically, it's first it's the Jews incited this. So it's the Jewish people in the synagogue who have incited God-fearing women. So this would be Gentile women, but who are God-fears. That is, they come to the synagogue to worship. They practice Judaism, but they're still Gentiles. And the uh, influential Jews in the synagogue have influenced these influential women and the leading men of the city. Now, he doesn't say who the leading men of the city are, whether they're God-fearing men or just that these well-placed women have now influenced Gentile men to stir up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and actually expel them from the district. So they're run out of town. Verse 51. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. So it's shaking the dust off the feet. That's, uh, that's symbolic of we have nothing more to do with you. And Jesus said if people reject the gospel, you shake the dust off your feet and go on. And that's a an old, old, long-term pattern. In fact, the Jews who traveled through a Gentile region, when they finally got back to Israel, would symbolically shake the dust of the Gentile area off their feet before they stepped onto the Holy Land of Israel. So they go to Iconium. Now, Iconium, it's, uh, this is still in modern-day Turkey. It's uh, the modern town of Konya. It's about 90 miles east of uh, Pisidia, Antioch. And it's the easternmost city of the region of Phrygia. 90 miles. It's don't really have to go through a lot of mountains to get there. So it's probably a, not as arduous of a, of a trek as when they first came up to Antioch. But then it adds in verse 52, And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. So it's talking about those that they're leaving behind in Antioch, the disciples, those who are now believers. They're filled with joy and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.